Welcome to Spark People Radio, inspirational, motivational, and educational radio, guaranteed to spark your day and spark your life. I'm your host, Lily Hills, here to remind you that the most important day of all on your journey to your happiest and healthiest self, that day is today. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, none even come close to comparing. And why is that so? Because from this moment forward, your life is a gargantuan open canvas that you get to paint on. You are the artist of your life, my friend. And starting today, you can make your life even more beautiful than it is. More fun, more adventuresome, healthier and happier. You've got the power and that's the truth. And we've got a fantastic show for you today with all sorts of great information on different ways to get your days off to powerful starts and some very effective tips to get healthier and more motivated on your journey. And that's a very big deal because on some days, as you and I both know, it is flat out hard to get motivated. The day's gray, you got a pile of laundry, you got a bunch of bills facing you, and you feel like doing nothing more than hanging out on your comfy couch with a tray of snacks, watching a rerun of Breaking Bad. I know, I've been there. So finding ways to motivate yourself is the key to transforming your life. Because as they say, life does begin outside of our comfort zones, and that is so true. And sometimes we can motivate ourselves internally with pep talks and focus on everything we can get from living healthy and active lifestyles. And other times, it really helps to have an immediate win for our workout that's tangible. Case in point, there's a new trend in Russia that's attempting to motivate the country to get moving more which is always, as we know, a good idea. And here's a story. The Winter Olympics are coming up in Russia in 2014. And to promote them, the Russian Olympic Committee has put in a subway station in Moscow, these squat machines. And yes, you heard that right. Where if you stand in front of the squat sensor on this machine and you do 30 squats, in return, you get a free train token and you get to ride the subway for free. I love that. It's not mandatory to squat, of course. It's voluntary. And people are lining up to earn their ride. I just think that's fantastic. Here's how it works. You stand in front of the sensor. You do 30 squats, but you have to do it within two minutes. And you get the personal satisfaction out of it, which feels wonderful, and the ride, and perhaps a few cheers from some supportive bystanders, too. And the catch, you know, again, if you do the fewer than 30 reps, you'll get a little sign that says squat fail, Pay 30 rubles for a ticket, 91 cents, and do the walk of shame to your train. To which I respond, there is no shame in trying. There's no shame. I mean, it's actually a lot of people, I watched a few of the videos around it, and a lot of the people that are doing it, even if they don't make it, people are really supportive and enthusiastic. And it's 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 more fun. Your day's more fun when you're doing something outside of the box, for sure. And circulation of your blood, which comes with any form of increased physical activity, that is the key to great health, bar none, period. Do you ever think of it as medicine when you work out? Because that's exactly what it is. It is medicine. You are oxygenating every single cell. Your cells are saying, yeah, thank you, because you're giving yourself additional energy. So back to the squats and the squat machine. I just can't get enough of this story. It cracks me up. So back to the squats. It's a great exercise if you want to get your heart rate up. It's a strength training essential because it builds the muscles of the thighs and the hips and the the quads and your hamstring, the buttocks, and it strengthens your core. So it's kind of a one-stop shop for the lower body. And be careful when you squat. You want to make sure to educate yourself on the proper form because you can hurt yourself. But don't let that stop you. There are all sorts of great videos on Spark People that will help you figure out the perfect form to get you in shape and keep you safe. And when I think about this idea... I think 
this is one that we should bring to the U.S. I think it would be a fantastic addition to all public transportation. I would absolutely do it. Standing in front of any machine and getting a, a free ride, or maybe you'll get a, a coupon for a discount on a meal. I think we should get some corporations to step in and get these machines out there and make them, of course, voluntary, nothing mandatory. But I think we could start a new fitness craze because everybody loves a, a, a freebie or a coupon. There's something that goes off in our in our minds that kind of motivates us to get moving a little bit more. And that's just, again, that's always a great idea. The, uh, the chairman of the Olympic Committee, um, Alexander Zukov, said that in putting this program together, they wanted to show that the Olympic Games is not just an international competition that people watch on TV, but it's also about getting everyone involved in a sporting lifestyle. And Obesity impacts about 25% of Russia's population. So the focus on these spontaneous fits of physicality is a great idea there and here. And I have to say that Olympic Committee, that's a creative team. I'm impressed. Just helping everyone to get kind of a, kind of a, a head start on finding your inner athlete. That's just a very thoughtful idea. And ultimately, you want to think of ways that you can self-motivate. But until you get there, it's incredibly helpful to have an immediate prize for your efforts. I think this idea is going to be huge the more I think of it. So next up, our friends, our next guest is going to tell us the five things that we do in the morning, most of us do in the morning, that make our days longer and harder than they have to be. And she's going to let us know what we can do to change that starting today. Change your mornings and you can change your life. It's a fact. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Corel. Visit worldkitchen.com slash ERN for great deals and to find out how easy it is to create a table that is truly sensational. Corel, where entertaining meets extraordinary. It's time to streamline your tools with the Craftsman C3 19.2-volt cordless system. One C3 battery helps your tool work longer and powers over 30 different tools like the Craftsman C3 19.2-volt hammer drill. The compact hammer drill pushes out up to 515 inch-pounds of torque to handle even your toughest drilling and driving projects. A Jacobs metal ratcheting chuck and an LED work light makes this hammer drill durable and versatile. Craftsman, made to make. Available at Craftsman.com, Sears.com, Sears, Sears Hometown, and Sears Hardware Stores. You're listening to Spark People Radio, where our goal is to enlighten, inspire, and empower you to live the healthiest life possible. I'm your host, Lily Hills, and we have with us today image and reputation expert, entrepreneur, and author, Pamela Johnson. And it is Pamela's lifetime quest to help people realize their potential and navigate change. You know I like that. So, Pamela, welcome to the show, and please tell us one of the five things we are doing wrong in the morning that make our days harder than they have to be. I am all ears around this. Hi, Lily. Thank you for having me. Yes, there's something that we all do um, often, and we need to stop doing it, and that's predicting doom and gloom in our day when something Mm -hmm. happens early in the day that may set us off. And my great example is stubbing your toe. Mm -hmm. If you stubbed your toe in the middle of the afternoon, you would say, ouch. If you stubbed it in the morning before 7 a.m., you'd probably predict this is going to be one of those days. Yes, that is so true. In fact, I call it the untamed mind. Once the fire is lit in the untamed mind, the negative thoughts start to accumulate. So it really is. It's a matter of saying, nope, that means nothing. I'm going to turn this day around and make it a great one. Exactly. It means I have an opportunity to wear those comfortable shoes. I like it. Spinning on the positive. That's that's just a brilliant way to go. And focusing on what you want rather than what you don't want. Exactly. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's move on to another one. First one, ladies and gentlemen, don't predict the future. Make sure that if the first thing in the morning you are challenged, you have something negative that happens, that does not determine the rest of your day unless you allow it to. So that's number one. What's what's the second one, Pamela? Well, the other thing is sometimes in the morning you might be in a hurry. Maybe your routine doesn't have all of the rituals that you need slowly in the morning. And perhaps you grabbed a handful of Oreos. Well, don't use that morning mess up as an excuse all day. So when lunch comes around, maybe you really should be taking a walk instead of having extra large fries. Mm -hmm. And we all tend to do that. Oh, I blew my diet for the day. I'll just eat all day. So learn to have that reset button that allows you to make a little left turn and then get back on track. Mm -hmm. We're talking with Pamela Johnson about the five things we do wrong in the morning that gets our day off to a rocky start. So, Pamela, what do you do if you've had those cookies already? How do you correct it so that you get back on track and have a better day? Well, it's actually easier than you think. All you need to do is something that makes you feel good. It's that about face. I just had Oreos for breakfast. Therefore, I am going to take a long walk at lunch is a great way to look at it. Or Mm -hmm. I am going to reestablish a healthy routine for my post-morning. Um, There's so many ways to bring rituals into our life, and when you make a mistake, it's a wonderful excuse to insist upon uh, enacting something new. Mm -hmm. And I love a good ritual, Pamela. Anyone who listens to the show knows anything that kind of sets your mind in a direction that's positive. And rituals kind of have a way of doing that. Your morning ritual is sometimes a cup of coffee and reading something positive. You know, it doesn't have to be something elaborate, you know, with, with, uh, you know, gowns and candles and candelabras, but just something simple to get your day started off right. Absolutely. And I think the way you described it, some people may get intimidated that they need a lot of time and effort when it can be as simple as a perspective change. Mm -hmm. What do you do to change your perspective in the morning? Is there a particular book you read or is there something you do to get yourself back on track? Um, I actually am very good at using mantras. I say things out loud um, or to myself. So I have a few little cheers, a few little sayings. Um, And I also find um, just thinking about the right um, guidance, whether it's angel guidance, family guidance, friend guidance, or self-guidance, I always think that there's somebody I can pick, whether they're there or not, and I imagine what they would say. It's just a fantastic idea, and I love it that you use the out loud voice. I always, always encourage anyone who's listening in, sometimes it's difficult to hear the wisdom that you have inside you unless you hear it externally, and that means instead of just thinking it inside, say it out loud, and then you have a better chance of really getting that thought deeply embedded in your psyche, and it's easier to follow it. So if you're saying out loud to yourself, I'm going to make this a fantastic day, and you're breathing and you're standing up straight and you're putting a smile on your face, those are not small things. You know, we may think, oh, that guy, that sounds fake, and that just sounds like kind of a pain or Pollyanna-like, but it really does make a massive difference in terms of your ability to change your mindset. And when your mindset is positive, Everything in your day is easier. And when we come back, Pamela is going to be sharing more with us, more of her superpower techniques for getting our day off to a better start. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Pyrex. Make delicious meals and treats for your family with Pyrex. Visit worldkitchen.com slash ERN for great deals and to learn how to make your time in the kitchen easy and efficient with so many endless and delicious possibilities. Pyrex, clearly your kitchen favorite.
Bridgestone presents famous moments in Bridgestone times. Today's episode, he'll be coming up the mountain. The log-splitting title was on the line, but a downpour the night before made the mountain roads almost too treacherous for Stan the Beaver Smith to climb. Luckily, Stan's wife had just put Bridgestone Dooler tires on the truck, engineered for all-around performance for trucks and SUVs. So Bridgestone not only helped Stan split his logs, it helped him split with a first-place title. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. To learn more about Dooler's all-around performance, visit BridgestoneTire.com. You're listening to Spark People Radio, the show for those that are smart enough to know that having support, motivation, and inspiration is going to get them fitter, faster. I'm your host, Lily Hills, and we're talking with Pamela Johnson, entrepreneur and author, about the five things we do wrong in the morning that get our day off to a rocky start. And before the break, we were talking a little bit, Pamela, about positive affirmations, saying things out loud so you can you can actually hear yourself saying something that's going to lift your spirit and make your day easier. Absolutely. And if you're finding yourself having trouble coming up with one of those mantras, just turn on the radio, the fabulous Katy Perry song, Because I Am a Champion and You're Going to Hear Me Roar, is a wonderful uh, mantra. And there, every day on the radio, you will find fantastic songs and lyrics that can take place of you coming up with your own mantra. So Pamela, give us your favorite morning mantra, the one that gets you fired up for the day. All right. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm pretty, I'm proud, I'm cute, and I'm loud, and I've got it going on. (laughs) That is adorable. Adorable. And can you imagine how different your days would be if you said that every day? I think that's just fantastic. So do you ever use those mantras and find that it doesn't make a difference, or do you find every time it, it moves the needle on the record a little bit? I find every time it moves the needle up, even if it's the simplest thing of just a slight energy vibration, and then it can really change and turn into perspective change, and you start noticing and hearing things very differently all day. Yeah. I I find the same is true. I was just checking with another human being that actually uses positive affirmations to get their day started, because they're really the, the most interesting thing I believe to study is the human psyche. Because we are every single day listening to a voice in our head that either gives us good advice or bad advice. That's the untamed mind. So in terms of getting our morning off to a great start, what are some other tips you have to get us focused in the right direction so that, again, our days don't feel like such drudgery and don't feel so intense? Sure. One of the mistakes that a lot of motivated people uh, make is that they try to jump into their to-do list right when they get up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it's very tough to fight that urge because you feel like it's a race against the clock. But ideally, if you can take the time in the morning to think about setting your intents for the day, Uh, getting a good ritual that does not push you into your to-do list, you will actually accomplish more. So I tend to advise away from frantic doing in the morning. And I advise away from jumping right into your to-do list. And the people who are afraid of that tend to think they're losing time and don't realize they're actually gaining Mm -hmm. uh, both time and efficiency um, by slowly getting into their day in a much more uh, human way than list way. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And it is so challenging to change those behaviors. I know I was in a routine for a while of getting out of bed and literally going straight to my computer. And it took me, I had to sign on for that free online application called selfcontrol.com, which I recommend highly, 
because if you can't do it on your own, support is always the key. And having something that stops you from moving straight into doing and gives you a little time to be, to hang out with yourself, to do whatever it is that puts you on the right track for the rest of the day. Exactly. And it's finding something that you really like to do in the morning that takes the place of that, something that you're looking forward to. Mm -hmm. I always say a great book, an inspirational book. Every time I start with an inspirational book, something that makes me feel better, the tone is set for the day. I, exa I even do better making banana multigrain pancakes than I do jumping into a to-do list. Just enjoying making something for myself. And it won't always be easy, listeners, as you're getting into this at the very beginning stages of changing a behavior. There's a part of you that's saying, I don't want to do it in your head. But there's another part that's saying, gosh, I'd really like to do this. It's just hard to do. So listen to the voice that's saying, it will change my life if I change my morning routine. It so, will. And you'll be able to congratulate yourself for an accomplishment very early in the day. Yeah, exactly. I call them tiny acts of power. So first thing in the morning, if I get even a tiny little win under my belt, like doing a set of push-ups or reading something inspirational, I acknowledge myself externally. I'll say, good job. You're setting the tone for the day right on. And it's amazing. All the studies show when you affirm yourself that way, you're going to feel instantly better. You throw a smile in there and a little bit of physical activity and Katie, bar the door. It's going to be even easier to get through your day. You're going to have more fun and more joy. So let's go back to your list because I want to get through all five of them to make sure that our listeners have every coping mechanism sure. at their fingertips. We, we have the notion of, of not settling. So every morning we approach the day and feel like, hmm, what am I going to wear? We sometimes pick that favorite outfit that makes you feel just phenomenal, that you could accomplish anything. Uh -huh. And then there are the days that you pick, you know, I'm not going to see anyone today. I'll just wear that. And when you pick the second, I'll just wear that, you're telling the universe all the things that you will not do today, all the possibilities that won't happen or the chances you won't take, all with a simple choice of a pair of shoes or pants. So I'd say don't settle. Always pick something that makes you feel fabulous. And if it doesn't, get rid of it. Yeah. I work out of my home, so every single day, if I don't, if I'm not seeing clients, then the days when I don't put makeup on and I just sit in my pajamas, it's a very different energy. I, it's, it's, it's far more, and I'm not saying that those, there aren't days that I don't love that. I absolutely do. But I do notice when I get going early on, it does impress upon me a, a healthier mood a healthier and, and more positive attitude that makes every interaction a little better and just, just makes my days more fun. And I'm a big fun junkie, Pamela. You're going to learn that about me. The more fun, the Ooh, better. Great. <laughs> All right. So your final tip. Last but not least, I would say it's time to break up with your snooze button. Uh-oh. I know. And a uh -oh. lot of people... They play these mind games with themselves, and every time that you hit that snooze bu button, you're not doing what it is that you set out to do that morning, okay, which is Pamela, to get out of bed. Uh, which I agree, but Pamela, how about setting it a half an hour before you have to wake up? Because one of the great joys in my life, I set my alarm clock half hour early, I'll wake up three times, and then I'll drift back to sleep. It's euphoria to me. So if I set it early, can I do it? Oh, there's a big debate. I would say not to. I would say that that semi-sleep is not really worth the karmic hangover and that you should set it for the time you really want to get up and get up and then applaud and congratulate yourself for the accomplishment of getting up at the time you wanted to. 
Okay. Okay. I'm going to agree to disagree on this one because that's fine. Because it's, but but I totally understand it, and that will work for some people. So just don't my 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 experience is mine. But do what works for you. And if you're having a difficult time in the morning and and getting up right when the alarm clock goes off, more power to you. And Pamela, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. I know that a lot of people are going to start their days differently because of the guidance you've given. Maybe not the snooze one, but everything else. And thank I think you every, for having me. It's, it's not easy to it's not easy to do things in a new way, but do it once, twice, three times. Feel it; it'll become so rewarding. I love it. Thanks for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you. And next up, our next guest says she was overweight for three decades, and she was just going through the motions of life. But as she approached her fiftieth birthday, she finally uncovered some secrets to permanent healthy weight loss and lost a hundred and eleven pounds. She's going to tell us exactly how she released her excess weight and changed her life in the process. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Corningware. Bake, serve, store, it's that simple. Visit worldkitchen.com slash ERN for great deals and to make baking easier, giving you more time to do the things you love. Looking for stylish and durable dinnerware that fits all of your dining and entertaining needs? Whether you're hosting a rooftop party or having a quiet dinner for two, the endless possibilities of Corel allows you to create your own look. The inspiring designs from Corel are fashionable and strong. With your imagination, you can create a table that's truly amazing. Visit worldkitchen.com slash ERN for a special deal on Corel products for ERN listeners. You're listening to Spark People Radio because every day we can all use a little support in keeping focused on all of our health-related goals. It just makes perfect sense. A little support, it makes it easier. I'm Lily Hills, and Spark People Radio is brought to you by Chicago Cutlery. Visit worldkitchen.com slash ERN for great deals and to find your go-to knife. Everyone's going to want one of those. I know I have mine. Precision cutting, precision knives, Chicago Cutlery. Go to worldkitchen.com slash ERN for a special promotion and get 30% off any one item of your choice. My producer said, that's nothing to scoff at, to which I replied, there will be no scoffing here. So our next guest is the very inspirational Debbie Schaefer, and Debbie has lost 111 pounds. And at 50, this gal is feeling more energized than ever before. Talking to her before the show, I can vouch for that. And she shares in a blog that she believed that she gained the weight for a variety of reasons, but mainly because she quit taking care of herself and she focused almost exclusively on her family and the world around her. And I know a lot of listeners out there can relate to that right now. So Debbie, welcome to the show, and tell us, if you will, did you have a giant light bulb moment when you decided you were going to focus on your own fitness and your own health, or did you trend up gradually? I think it was a combination of both because I was just, I, just one day I looked in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw, and I, I know it almost 300 pounds. I had looked bad for a long time, but I didn't see it, and then it was like, okay, I have to do something. This is not, this is not going to go away on its own and I'm not fooling anybody and I'm, and I'm tired of trying to fool myself. So I just began and I started small and just kept working up, adding more and more so that I, it wasn't too much of an abrupt change that I was like, I can't do this. I needed to be, do small things and that's, that's how I got started. Mm -hmm. 
I'm always fascinated because some people say they dive in immediately and they see such fast results it keeps them motivated. But I do find the most majority of people start slow and build up. And there's no one way that's better than another. So you went the slow route. And where do you find yourself now? Was there, are there things that you're doing now that, that are blowing your own mind that you thought you'd never do? I, I actually, I have five grandchildren, and oh. one lives in the same town, and the others don't live close, but the one that lives in the same town, we have him about every other weekend, and I used to tell him, when Mama, he calls me Mama, but anyway, uh-huh. when when Mama loses some weight, he, I go bike riding with him, he has training wheels, he's only six, but he was like four years old when I started this, and he would walk with me, and I'd try to keep up with him, and I kept thinking... Someday I'm going to be able to ride a bike again. Someday when I was younger, I used to ride a, a lot, and, and like before I was married and, and the whole family. And finally I thought, maybe I can. And so I went and found this awesome little grainy-looking bike. It's, it's a really cool bike. And I was amazed that I could ride it. But it, I probably could have ridden sooner than I thought I could, but I didn't think I was ready because I would walk miles and miles and miles. And I got on, and it's like, oh. I can do this, and it was wonderful, and my bike is like my baby now, and now I have to slow down and go around in circles because I passed my grandson up, which is when you're six and full of energy, that's a really cool thing. And that is a really cool thing, and bike riding, it's such an interesting thing because I find as an adult, I got into riding about 10 years ago, it is so much fun. You literally feel like a teenager again. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love, and my bike is so, I like, I'm, I don't like, I'm not a real flashy person, but I like, like I drive a flashy car and I like, I like that kind of stuff. So of course I got a flashy bike and it's really, it's really what sharp looking and I like, I, it's, it's, it's a Schwinn and it's a, it's a comfort cruiser and it is awesome. It's the, it's aqua blue with the white trim and the wide tires and the white tires. It's just really cool. I don't really like the thought of people looking at me when I'm on my bike, but I like to think that, oh, look at her bike and my license plate on my bike says Granny D. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've got one of those upright bikes too, and they are so comfortable. I can remember though, I used to have a bike with a banana seat and a sissy bar. I don't have those anymore, but I don't know. I've just dated myself dramatically. So can you tell me, tell me, Debbie, what is, what is your advice for the people that are just getting started and they're feeling like they're just feeling almost uh, surrendered to where they are in terms of their health and not even as much about weight, but just the energy piece of it. They, they're, they've, they've already given up before they've gotten started. What would you advise them to think about? Because really, you have to think your way out of patterns. You don't just start moving your body Absolutely. differently. It starts with a thought. Yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing I would, would tell people is be patient with yourself. This didn't happen. You didn't get wherever you are, whether it's five pounds or 105 pounds, wherever you are, you didn't get that way overnight. You're not going to get where you want to be overnight. Be patient with yourself. Don't get the mentality that's all or nothing. When I read people's blogs and they're so upset with them, because I'm big on, I'm big with my spark people stuff. That's like, I have to do that. It's like, huh. I don't know. I just, it's just a part of who I am. Sweet. It's like, secondly, I have to, I have to put my food in there or I feel, even if I'm going to go over, I have to. So it's like, and they're beating themselves up because they didn't get what they wanted on the scales that didn't show 
show and it's, I don't know if I can do this. Yes, you can do this. Be patient. You don't have to keep starting over if you don't stop. Be patient with yourself. Understand if you're, if you can't walk 10,000 steps, which you know, that's what they recommend. If you, the best you can do is to the mailbox and back or to around the house once, do what you can do in the next day or two days later, go a little farther. Be very patient. Don't expect yourself to keep up with everyone else. Keep up with yourself. Push yourself. It's not a competition. I love it. And when we come back, Debbie's going to tell us more techniques to develop that mindset that gets you onto a fitness streak that can last a lifetime. You're listening to Spark People Radio, the show that's here to remind you that you've got the will and the willpower to reach all of your health and fitness goals starting now. Where does the love for a car come from? If the car is a Subaru Legacy, the answer would be the symmetrical all-wheel drive. Power goes to all four wheels all the time for optimum grip. The Subaru Boxer engine's lower center of gravity makes the Subaru Legacy more responsive around corners and gets better fuel economy than front-wheel drive competitors. What you have then is a mid-size sedan with grip, handling, and enviable fuel economy. It's no wonder it turns people into people who love cars. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. You're listening to Spark People Radio, supporting our listeners in learning the healthy, permanent, and pleasurable approach to getting into the best mental and physical shape of your life. I'm your host, Lily Hills, and our guest today is Debbie Schaefer, a fabulous 50-year-old lady who says she was overweight for three decades, but who's recently lost 111 pounds over the last few years, and she's feeling so good about her new life that she's committed to inspiring others to know that they, too, have the power to get into the best shape of their lives. And I love that, Debbie. Before the break, we were talking about different ways to get yourself back on track, how easy it is to beat up on ourselves and to lose a streak because we can become literally disempowered by what we're thinking about ourselves, which it's, that's probably one of the worst things we can do if we want to get into shape. How do you stop yourself from getting mad at yourself when you have a minor slip or even a major slip? I think... I, and and sometimes I, I, it's okay to get down and get upset with yourself for a little bitty minute or two or three. But then you have to realize, hey, this is life. It's not an, it's not all or nothing, and you just have to go on. You can't let if you let's say you overeat, you can't let that become. Oh, I've messed up now. I might as well go, you know, go all in. If you do go all in, at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later, you got to realize. Wait a minute. This put the brakes on this. I've worked too hard to get to where I need to be to let this sidetrack me. If it's exercise, you're not getting your exercise in because you're too busy at whatever you do. Make the time. You know, I I teach school, and so our lunch breaks are 20 minutes. I walk three days a week with one of the gals I teach with just so we can get a little extra movement in. And, and I still do my other exercise, but some days I'm so busy, but I still try to figure out ways, take the steps instead of, the, you know, instead of instead of going around. You know, it's there's all kinds of ways to keep yourself motivated. And if you can't figure out some way to do it on your own, get on Spark People, get on the positive motivation blogs and start talking with people who can help get you going until you can get where you need to be on your own. Mm -hmm. I love that because the truth is if you eat too much, here's the key. Here's the trick. As, As this lovely lady just said, give yourself a second if you want to, if you need to, to go, oh, I wish I didn't do that. 
But as soon as possible, what you want to do is recognize, okay, all I have to do to get back in sync with my body is wait till I'm hungry to eat again. So if it's 7 o'clock at night and you've just had a huge meal and you're full, if you wake up in the morning and it's 7 a.m. and you're not hungry yet, just wait until your body says it's meal time. And then you're back in sync with it. That bumps up your metabolism. It's the beating up on ourselves literally makes us consume so much more. I know from years of being hard on myself. And so you had shared with us that it was just the two or three minutes that you allow yourself. Do you, do you pump yourself up? Do you give yourself credit? Do you acknowledge yourself along the road? I do. I, I actually, yes. Um, I am. I'm, my husband leaves to work really, really early in the morning. So when I'm in the bathroom getting ready, I take the time to to talk to myself and to nice. be like, you know what, you're doing pretty good at this. You're doing, you know. And when I mess up, I'm the same way. But I don't. I'm. I don't do negativity very well anyway. I've been teaching for 26 years, and I don't. I don't discipline with negativity to others. I discipline with love, and you know, okay, what can we learn from this? And so I finally learned to apply that to myself. Instead of looking at the mirror and thinking, ugh, I look at the mirror and say, hey, not too bad. Nice. <laughs> you know, I can, you're, you're doing pretty good here. You know, I'm not ever going to be what I, you know, but, but I'm happy with where I am and I'm okay with, and I know if there's something I don't like, it's within my power for the most part to change it or to, if it's something I can't change to just accept it. I don't believe that we get very far in life if all we do is tear ourselves down. The world can do that to us enough. We have to be those that say, hey, look, look here, you, you know, and I think, I think we have to do that for each other too. I love your attitude. That is exactly right. Because if enough people are doing it for you, eventually you learn to do it yourself. And there's a real benefit in that you were a teacher and you were teaching that model and you were able to embody it. Because I know as a coach, I coach uh, women that, that want to learn how to, to quiet that voice in their head that makes them eat food they're not hungry for. And so the whole yeah. key is to have not only the external positivity, but if it comes from within you, that is the piece that makes the largest difference. So having both is the key. And you're right. Any type of support team that you can be involved in, that's just smart because it's going to make it easier and more fun. Yes. Yes. It's not, for me, it's not about doing this in isolation and being, you know, and being afraid to let anybody know that, hey, look, I'm doing this, but shh, don't tell anybody. And, you know, and I don't know that if you, if you know, you may not know this, my gift, I teach, I teach all kinds of classes, but I teach high school gifted, well, I teach gifted K through 12. We wrote a grant three years ago, my high school lab kids and I did, and it was for our elementary students, get up, get out, get moving. And it was awesome. And they developed stations. And at that point, it was like, I was still like really heavy and it's like, okay, we wanted somebody to teach Zumba and I was like, kids, I can't do Zumba. Well, we had somebody come to show us and they said, no, I'm going to say, just try it. Just try it. I was like, all right, because that's what I tell them. You got to at least try it. And I did it and I was like, oh, I didn't die. I kind of like this. <laughs> now, granted, I still suck. I have no rhythm, but I love Zumba and it's like another key is finding something that you like. You can't just do something. I can't convince you that you're going to love Zumba, but if you try it and you try it four or five times and you develop a love for it, then there you go. If you try it four or five times, you're like, not for me, then go on to something else. Sometimes we feel like we have to do whatever the current trend is. I tried CrossFit because everybody's like, oh, CrossFit, CrossFit, CrossFit. My wonderful adult children bought me a month's 
six-month thing for CrossFit, and I tried it, and I, I, every day, okay, I have to go back again. I have to go do this again. And I kept trying. I really did. And I went five days straight, and I could hardly move. I was like, Ugh, yeah. <laughs> but I kept thinking, no, there, there has to be something wrong with you, Debbie, because everybody likes this. What is the matter with you? <laughs> I'm not the most coordinated, and I would be trying to throw those balls and do all that stuff. And finally, at the end of my 30 days, I realized... I was doing this, but I didn't enjoy it. I didn't even, I didn't even see the health benefits for me. I think CrossFit's wonderful. I'm not, I'm not knocking CrossFit. My, my, my high school girls do it and little God love them women, but it wasn't for me. And I was, I found myself dreading it. And so it's like, why are you doing this? This is not going to be a lifelong habit if you dread it. I like strength training. I like, I like all of that, but putting it together and it wasn't for me. And I finally, once I realized you don't have to keep doing this if you don't like it, so it's like, okay, goodbye, CrossFit. Hello again, Zumba. You know, Thank you, Debbie. You yes. And I love it that you do Zumba <laughs> and that you teach other people and that you have a ball with it. You are just, you truly are an inspiration. Thank you so much for coming on the show oh, and sharing you. your wisdom. I wish I had another hour because I can tell we could just go to town on this topic. <laughs> but we'll have you on again. And I just wish you all the best on your journey, lovely lady. Thanks for bringing your enthusiasm Thank and you. positivity. You have a show. wonderful holiday season. Thank right, you very much. Lady. Thank you. And next up, do you have children or grandchildren who are already addicted to the screens in their lives? They're texting, they're web surfing, or they're watching TV on their computers? I'm guessing yes. Or maybe you yourself are addicted to technology. Bottom line is that more screen time equals higher levels of obesity, overeating, and the ailments related to a sedentary life. So we'll be talking strategies to support you and your children in minimizing electronic entertainment and maximizing your joy and your health. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Snapware. From food to crafts, Snapware helps busy people keep their lives clean and organized. Go to www.worldkitchen.com slash ERN for a special promotion and get 30% off any one item. Is your favorite driving music on your Android phone? Do you or a friend have an iPad or an iPhone? Well, now you can sync all of them to your car with ease with Kenwood, the number one mobile electronics brand in the country. With Kenwood, you can connect either your iPhone or Android smartphone and control everything by touchscreen. Learn more by visiting liveconnecteddriveconnected.com and to find a Kenwood dealer near you. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Baker's Secret. Baker's Secret Bakeware is the secret to quick and easy baking. Visit worldkitchen.com slash ERN for great deals and to learn how to make baking simply sweet. I'm Lily Hills. And I'm Karen Hudson. Yes, you are. How are you, Karen Hudson? I am doing great, Lil, and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit sore in my body, i got to be honest. What's going in a down? good way, in a good way. Well, I think it's all of that prancer sizing you've been having us do. Oh, gosh. Uh, that is hysterical. Yeah. I, a couple of weeks ago, we had on the founder of Prancer Size, and oh, I said yeah. to Karen, let's try this just to make each other laugh. Oh, my so gosh. So the workouts aren't as monotonous. We've had some really funny it moments. It has been working. Lily, I'll call out prancer <laughs> size. <laughs> and we start doing prancercising. If anybody knows what that is, it's sort of a combination between skipping and dancing. Uh-huh. And you cannot be sad or unhappy when you're doing it's it. Impossible. It just lifts you up. It, it's really added a little spice to our walk. So thank you, Lil. You're welcome. We're always entering in and, with a, something new and fresh. And nobody sees us. We talk about it. In our neighborhood, there's nobody out. So if anyone's around, we stop prancercising. We walk like we're cool, you know. Well, it's because you look a little, we look, we think that we look a little goofy. But I We think, do. I think we're going to have to bypass that 
that and overcome it because we're all about being yourself, right? That's true. And enjoying whatever it is that's that you're doing true. that's healthy for your body. We, we really, so we're going to work on that. We're going to start doing it in public, Will. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> so, uh, big subject today. I know one that is a major concern of yours, Lil, and that is kids overusing their smartphones and their screens. Yep. Yeah. Aunt Lil starts talking about that and my kids start running for the hills. They're like, do not get her started, mom. <laughs> Lily is adamant about it. Understandably. Yeah. Understandably. Yeah. And apparently you're not the only one that's concerned. The yeah. American Academy of Pediatricians are also very concerned, so much so that they came out with recently a new policy recommendation that is really in response to a shocking statistic that recently came out where it's been cited that American kids, brace yourself, Lil, because uh -oh. I know you're not going to like this, between uh, the ages of 8 and 18 years old are now averaging seven hours a day using some kind of entertainment media. Makes me want to cry. I know. Okay, I, only because of the ramifications are so intense. Yeah. Obesity and health issues and diabetes. and it's Sedentary lives are related to all the ailments out there, and I hate to think of these kids getting such a bad jumpstart on I their know. lives. Your intention behind your concern is is, is valid yeah. because really if you think of it, seven hours, they're they're sleeping and, and using their entertainment media almost, you know, the same the same numbers of hours. And that's just an average seven hours. Yeah. So you know what that means. There's some kids that are doing it more than that. I can't even think about it. I know. I didn't want to upset you. You know I just <laughs> the show is all about fun. No, no I don't want to make my co we have my to be cry. We gotta be honest about yeah. what's happening in our society because it's addicting. I know I have an addiction to it. I have to pull myself away from the television. Excuse it's me. Tough. I don't have a television to my, from my computer. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff out there. It's entertaining. So in response to this terrifying statistic, the Academy has offered a recommended policy for parents. And it's simply stated okay. to ban televisions from bedrooms, no TVs, no screens in bedrooms, and limit your kids' screen time to two hours a day. Now, those two hours include all internet use for entertainment. So that includes Facebook, Twitter, TV, and movies. Okay, so how are you gonna how are you gonna do this with Huey? Is what I uh, want to know. Yeah, immediately, she yeah. thinks of my fifteen year old, which is with with good reason because I I know there was probably a collective moan out there from parents going, "Oh yeah, right." Like you try to restrict my uh -huh. preteen yeah. or my teens from from their screen. It's it's real tough. It's almost impossible. Lily sees me arguing and fighting and 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 uh, pull. It's like pulling teeth with my teenager to put that screen down. Um, so I said, okay, a little unrealistic. How can we do this? So I went online to find some support out there because. I am a true believer in support whenever you're dealing with any kind of issue. And really, if you think about it, we need each other's support. This is the first generation of parents dealing with this issue. Great point. Our parents did not have this issue to deal with. Nope. We this had is, Pong for heaven's sake. Truly. Sakes. I mean, this is new. So we need we need all the support that we can get. So I found that the experts say it's across the board. Put a filter on your kid's phone. Okay. This will at least limit what they're exposed to. Okay. Good point. Number two, establish times that phones should be turned off. Uh, okay. And no phones in the bedroom. <laughs> the, reason, the reason I know that that one's tricky is because Hugh, my 15-year-old, I'll walk into his room throughout the evening when he's studying and he'll be on his phone. But what often, what he always says, not often, always says, Mom, we're, this is a study group. We're, we're working together. We're, this is, we're figuring out ho homework together. 
And uh, I, I say the best thing to do is when they're feeling a little depressed, you know, if they come to you and they say, if I watch too much TV, I'm feeling kind of depressed. That's the time where you want to sit down and go, help me design a plan that's good for you because it's addicting. Yeah. Well, that's where I went. I thought, okay, kids are going to stop listening to their parents. I know my son and my daughter have. Yeah. He starts to let him want, 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 you know, that's every exactly day, right. day in, day out, it gets monotonous. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, what are their peers suggesting? So I went online, found this great site, kidsworld.com, where they have a blogger that suggests these tips to help those kids that might be addicted said get your friends to try no texting tuesdays one day a week like it no text i'm in next thing he says is every time you use your cell phone put a quarter in a jar or a pocket stash it away i know a lot of kids that might be a millionaires real real soon oh yeah and that's so appealing away, to this it? generation yeah An early retirement fund for it's, some of these kids. our kids would already be millionaires Truly. if that was the case <laughs> I would be. Truly. And the next thing he says is limit yourself to only five apps. This way, the temptation is less. I like that idea. Less less apps, less temptation. And lastly, he suggests do a project for school that is based on statistics and collecting data to find out yourself if kids at your school are addicted or not. Yeah, I think they'd truly be surprised. Huey, are you listening? Yes. Huey, please. your mother and I are concerned. Please, we would give anything. No, I really would think it. what it comes down to is developing self-control and self-discipline within your child. Because you can't always be there. No, You won't always be there to monitor. My daughter at college has had to learn balance. And we all have to learn balance along the way. Yeah. So it's and important it's, that they figure that out. It's hard to break a pattern. So in supporting them and saying, all right, you define what's best for you and I'll support you in that. That's a smarter way to go because if they're involved in the decision. It just makes it easier. Yeah. So good luck to your woman. Thank you. Yeah, even Justin Bieber's <laughs> having a hard time. He was stopped by a cop by use, for using his cell phone. He threatened to take it away. Oh. Yeah. Justin did not long, like that very much. Long arm of the law exactly. coming on down. I love it. That was actually some great information. I'm so glad you shared that because... Uh, yeah, we I'm all gonna, need support I, in that I am, area. I'm going to have Huey listen to this segment good. specifically. Good. Oh, he doesn't like to be talked about on the show, so I'm going <laughs> to... Actually, I don't know that he doesn't like to be talked about. Maybe he meant. does. We'll have to ask him. So that's it for today's show, and thank you for being with us today. And there's a Japanese proverb that I read earlier today that says, if you fall down seven times, get up eight. That is the key to reaching all of your goals. Don't trip out. You can fall as many times as you need to. As long as you get up one extra time, you're going to be moving towards all of your health and fitness goals. That's it for this week. We'll talk to you next week, friends. Until next week, spark on. Snapware storage containers make home and food organization a snap. Whether you're preparing or storing a meal or organizing your home, Snapware helps make everything stress-free. Snapware containers are made from BPA-free plastic and are dishwasher, fridge, freezer, and microwave safe. And Snapware is made in the USA. Visit worldkitchen.com ERN for a special deal on Snapware products for ERN listeners.